You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. This week's story was recorded at a party in Los Angeles, California. The theme of the night was failed expectations. Here's the story. So I'm lying in a hotel bed at the Radisson in Davenport, Iowa, and the next morning I'm supposed to get up and get married to the woman lying next to me. And I start crying, and I'm starting to feel this panic all of a sudden rise up through my chest, and I'm sobbing, and she's half asleep. I tap her on the shoulder, and I ask her, how do you know that you love me? She can't tell how upset I am, luckily, and how hesitant I am, and she says, I just do. And that's what she would always say to me every time I asked her. She would just say, I just do, like that was supposed to be enough. I had never wanted to get married, so I didn't have any real expectations about it. I never thought about the dress or walking down the aisle or any of that, and I don't think it had to do with being gay because even when I didn't know what gay was, I still had absolutely no interest. So when we started dating, and it was a year after, and she woke me up on New Year's Day to go watch the sunrise over Lake Michigan, I was completely shocked that she brought out a ring. And she said, I have a question. I want you to marry me. And all I could think was, that's not a question. <laughs> I was, you're going to have to ask me more specifically. And, and the, the ring... <laughs> The ring was beautiful, and I don't even wear jewelry, so I mean, she took great pains to do something that I would wear, and it was just three different uh, white gold bands with a diamond in the middle, and it was beautiful. I couldn't think of anything to say but yes. That was the only thing that came to my mind, even though I had never wanted to get married. We'd only been dating a year. There were so many things that if I would have actually thought logically, I would have said something different, but I loved her, and I knew I loved her, and I cared about her, and I was only 25, and she was 31, so I knew that she was serious, serious about me. And I wanted to be serious about her because she is the kind of person that your parents are so happy for you to meet. Like, she has it all together. She's got a great job. She owned property. She, she thought so logically. She was a Virgo, so everything that she did was like, this is the right way to do it. And so, I mean, ideally, she was the person that I thought I should be with. But I realized I was never myself with her, like, ever, that I was who I thought I should be for her. I don't know if um, my wife thought that was just, you know, par for the course or if that's just how it should be. I don't know. We never talked about it. And that's the thing is, like, we're so different. Like, she's so, this is the way things have to be. I once asked her how she ended up going into biology and science. I was like, how did you know you were passionate about that? And she laughed at me. She was like, what do you mean passionate? You just get a job. And I think that's how she thought about it. Like I'm in this relationship and we're getting married and next we're going to have children. And I, if I didn't want to get married, I definitely didn't want to have children. And I think that all of that building pressure, all these things are supposed to be happening for me. All my friends are having children and getting married and all of this around me. And I'm thinking, I still haven't been you know, to Europe. I still haven't finished my novel. I have all these things that I want to do. And I feel like I can't. I feel trapped. And so basically I combusted. It was not fair to her and it wasn't fair to me, especially when I think back to how I knew that night before. And I, I don't know what I could have done differently. I don't know if I could have stopped the wedding, if I should have stopped the wedding, because I don't regret marrying her. And I know she doesn't regret marrying me, but I didn't expect, you know, in a word, to be a soon-to-be divorcee. You know, I didn't expect that. It was just a couple weeks ago that I had to take that ring and bring it to a jewelry shop and try to sell it. I thought it was going to be like a really easy exchange, and um, like I would just go in there and they would say this much money, and you know, like a 
pawn TV reality show where they just, you know, throw out a number to you and you say, fine, take it. But the woman, she actually, I don't even know how she knew like what it was, but she said, how's your heart? And I was like, I'm about to break down in this jewelry store. Like, don't do this to me. This is terrible, you know, because I do love her. Not the woman in the jewelry store. I loved my wife. <laughs> I, I loved her. And um, when I think about the failure and the expectations that I had, I think back to the night when I started to have those feelings. And I asked her, I said, do you remember? We talked the other day. And I said, do you remember when I was crying the night before our wedding? And she said, yes. And I said, well, I think that that was more serious than I put on, that there were, um, that I was expecting that this might happen. And she said, that's fucked. <laughs> and I was like, it is kind of fucked. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I mean, I was so young and I felt I was supposed to be doing that, even though something in me said, this isn't right. The day itself was beautiful and we had you know, our, all of our friends and our family and it probably will remain one of the best days of my life because who doesn't want everyone that you love standing around you and dancing with you and smiling at you and telling you how beautiful you look and celebrating you, especially when you never have your, you know, all those people together in one room and I'll probably never have them again in one room ever again. It's just, it's interesting because when you're gay and you get divorced, I mean, maybe this is true for straight people too, but I've had like such a different experience now with everybody like in my community feeling like they have to have an opinion on it or like what the reason was or like what I did wrong or, you know, all these things. And it's um, like I failed more than just myself or I failed more than my wife. And it's, it's like a lot of added pressure. And so I moved down here. I've lived here now for only a couple weeks, but I've felt like very happy and it makes me feel even more guilty in some ways because it's like I just came out of a failed relationship and I think that I expected that I would at this point have it a little bit more together and and maybe I I always thought I did and now I'm just kind of having to live in this reality that I don't and that actually that's what's making me happy but yet I'm finally feeling like I have the freedom to do these things that I really really want to do thank you Coming up next on True Story. I suddenly felt myself in the room and this Motel 6 crack open and felt like this deep chasm of darkness and meaninglessness and what does it all mean? And my 12-year-old self was just like, oh my God, what am I in for? True Story is produced by Zandra Clark, Daniel Steinbach, Kevin Townsend, and me, Will Rogers. Our theme music is by Daniel Steinbach. To comment on this story or share it with a friend, find us on Twitter or SoundCloud or Facebook. We're all over the place. Patreon, Stitcher, TuneIn. Get in touch in your favorite way. Thanks for listening. Everyone, I hardly know you But when something comes and grabs a hold Take the hand that open up a life that's led is something gold I've been alone I've been so